Welcome, everybody, to the Snap Podcast. My name is Tyler Kluver, and let's consider this a personal audio journal of mine. A lot of rambling, a lot of random stuff, anything relevant in my personal life that has to do with health, fitness, diet, business, being an entrepreneur, and simply trying to unlock the avenues of personal growth that help me find the most happy, fulfilling, and free life that I can live. I hope that you guys can take something away from the show and maybe find some entertainment in it as well. Thank you so much for listening and uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. We are here for the Snap Podcast. I am Tyler Kluber and you are listening to me for some reason or other. You ran out of other podcasts to listen to. That's probably why. Um starting off hot today just listen to that intro and uh usually just kind of plays by and i it's just music in my ears to kind of roll me into the podcast but i was feeling i i kind of listened to last week's podcast and realized it was basically just me complaining if you guys are interested in that uh because that sounds great uh go back and listen to last week's episode some of you are probably like yeah it was kind of just you talking about the nuanced boring details of why you're going to take time off. And then I listened to the intro just 30 seconds ago. And I realized that I told you in the intro, I tell you in the intro every day that there's a lot of rambling. So I warned you, I warned you. And that was just one of the many thoughts that came into my head as I started this podcast. Uh, Obviously by the title, you see that uh, there's yawn number one. You see that we're going to talk about, uh, the time off a little bit more. Um, it was last week uh, to the, well, no, I think last week came out on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember if last week was a Wednesday or Thursday or not. Nonetheless, um, last week, right about the time I decided to uh, come out with that podcast was about the time that I had decided, well, fuck, I can't work out. And, the reason being because I had been neglecting uh, stretching and mobility and some other issues with my back and sort of loading my back primarily in the squat uh, variation of exercise uh, to the point where it was not recovering. And I was starting to get, I won't go as far as to say debilitating, but um, I was starting to get pretty annoying uh, back pain, back discomfort, back soreness, sort of a mix of all of it. Um, in my lower back, I would call it, for those who are aware of the parts of the spine, or you could just search it and kind of see where I'm talking about, um, call it the last three or four lumbar vertebrae, and then include the sacrum as well. Yeah, lumbar vertebrae, bottom of the lumbar, and the in the sacrum, which is one bone, but it's sort of five segmented bones that are together. Uh, got some advice on that pain. Was basically told, "Hey, you're." I kind of thought it was a, a stretching issue, and the person I talked to gave me some good insight and said it's probably not a stretching issue. Stretching is more mobility based, right? And you're plenty flexible. Um, I do have pretty crazy flexibility. Um, although this pain and tightness started to limit that, 
They said it was more likely that you are stacking um, and compressing the low bones of your back together to create stability uh, because at the end range of motion, specifically in the bottom of a squat while trying to maintain that nice neutral back with a curved low back so that you don't turn into a humpback, um, I was just overloading that. And it got to the point where I was going to have, I was having to warm up just to like get to the first set of empty bar squats or 95 pounds or 135, whatever you start with. I was having to warm up like 20 minutes just to get to that point. And I'm not young by any means. I take a good long warm up usually uh, to get to where I want to go. I'm not 70. So the warm up doesn't take 35 minutes. But it was a significantly longer warm up, almost. And it took almost no time for me to have to, um, for me to get to the point where it was two, three times longer than it should have been. Um, it doubled, tripled in, but a week or two's time. So, all of that to say that for the last week, I have not touched a barbell. In fact, it is Wednesday when I'm recording this. The last time I touched a barbell was eight days ago, Tuesday. Um, and it, I wasn't doing a lot of crazy stuff that day either. I, since in the full seven days off of touching a barbell, including today eight, I've done three or four Peloton workouts, bike workouts where I've been unloaded on my spine, um, and just straight up, just crush the legs, crush the lungs a little bit. Uh, I basically consider that time off, but most people would consider that their workout for the day. So there's a little bit of perspective that needs to be had on my part, which is sort of the whole uh, process of this episode is is sort of um, dissecting the perspective that I need to have and that everybody needs to have when uh, pursuing goals, trying to stay in a routine, etc. cetera. Uh, so essentially in, you know, in a week's time, I've put in maybe four hours of biking. And then yesterday, finally, Tuesday, one week after I decided that I was going to be done with the, uh, with the barbell and the weights for a while. Uh, yesterday I finally did a body weight workout. Imam 30 minutes. You guys know how much I love Imams. I have a, a whole episode on them. 30-minute imam, about as simple as it gets. I love this because it's so easy. Again, this is a perfect example of why imams fit so simply into a workout uh, regimen uh, when you're when you're trying to structure something. Um, minute one, 15 air squats. Minute two, 15 push-ups. Minute three, 15 V-ups. Easy as pie, right? Um, abs are actually... Damn sore today. 150 V-ups is a lot. Um, obviously, those three movements aren't necessarily equivalent when it comes to volume accumulation, right? So for me, 150 V-ups starts to teeter um, on the edge of a lot of volume. Uh, for some people, you'd be like, holy shit, 150 V-ups? There's no way. Like I can only do like three sets of four. I get that. For me, 
rounds nine and 10 started to become like, okay, form starting to break down. We're starting to, to strain for these 150. Those is a lot. 150 pushups is like not that bad, especially over the course of a half hour. It's very, uh, sort of right down the pipe for me, especially cause I'm good at pushups. And then 150 air squats is, is not that hard. Um, even most people could do 150 air squats. So, uh, not a hard workout. Wasn't struggling to get done with each minute. Was finishing, you know, in, in 15 to 20 seconds for each of the minutes. But wanted to get a little bit of low-end resistance training because that's essentially what body weight is, is your most free and uh, uh, fluid form of, of resistance is moving your body against gravity. Um, and, and real simple, you get a leg movement, you get an arm movement, and you get a core movement, uh, which basically every exercise on earth is a core movement. But nonetheless, that was good to get in. Today, uh, in about, oh, 90 minutes from right now, I am going to head into the garage and try and do, I'm not quite sure yet, but I am going to do my first garage workout back, uh, probably touch a weight or two and um and it's not going to be a lot it's definitely not going to be a, a normal session for me but um we're gonna we're gonna start to ease back in today's uh and now we finally get to today's topic which is what have i learned in the last seven days of taking time off um to provide a little bit more perspective on this i have not taken um, I have not taken more than two full days off. And again, I'm not counting the biking. The biking is me sitting and spinning my legs and sweating a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't count those as workouts. So in my mind, I've basically taken six or seven days off in a row up through this point. I haven't done that in... Um, four years, four years. The last time that I took, well, maybe, maybe I did. Okay. Maybe three years. Um, on my honeymoon in 2019, July of 2019. Uh, so we're going, you know, it's about three years and four months. Uh, I did not do a dedicated intentional workout for eight days or so ever since then, uh, I got back from that trip. I basically, uh, continued into training what I was doing at, at some point, uh, just a few months later in October of 2019, I started working at the gym in person. When I started doing that, I was I upped my training to like 75 minutes, 90 minutes a day. Um, that continued all the way through uh, early 2020 pandemic hit. I had started to build my garage gym out early in the pandemic. You know, I wasn't doing crazy stuff, but I did still have a bar and all, and all this, you know, enough of the stuff. Um, and really the biggest break that I've taken since then is maybe a three day break or a four day break 
I'm going to say three days um, after my marathon that I ran. So seven days without any weight training. That's a lot. Before we get into what I learned from that, I think it's important to talk about the mental state that I'm, I enter that with. A, a mental state that probably a lot of you enter or um, enter situations with or just sort of carry along with you uh, as part of who you are really starts to become part of your identity, which makes this hard, which makes learning things and accepting things like a full week off hard. Um, when it comes to fitness and exercise, obviously I'm doing a fucking podcast about it. That's my thing. I absolutely, uh, some people, you know, most people, in fact, most, most people, even a lot of you who are into fitness and like being healthy, for the benefit of it, um, you don't necessarily love going out and doing it. You don't love sweating. Uh, you don't love the 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 pain and the grind and the the fight of a front squat as it chokes down on you and you have to stand up and get up out of the hole. You 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 know you don't love the pain of burpees over a bar until your lungs feel like they're on fire, like. The actual physicality, the visceral feeling of what exercise does to most people, um, it's not enjoyable. You do love the benefits and you, and you do love the hormones, hormones, uh, the, oof, they're not hormones. There's something else that gets released in the body. Uh, we'll call them hormones for now. I don't, they're not hormones. The, the, the feelings that are released in the body um, when you work out and it makes you feel good. And it, it, it's that mental health effect that you feel like, oh, that kind of just, I, I got my energy out on that today or that, that helps steady me or whatever it may be. I, on the other hand, am, am one of the few, not like the Marines, <laughs> the few, the proud, the Marines, uh, I'm one of the few who actually, when I, when I put the shoes on and I start warming up on the air bike, and I start to feel a little bit of burn in the legs and the lungs, and I've got a heavy squat day, it's five by five at a weight that makes me a little scared, right? Or the 20 rep squat cycle that I've now done two and a half times or whatever, um, a big heavy PR day where you, you're trying to do weights you've never done before, all these things workouts that are just you know that there's no reason to stop but you're going to you're going to fire breathe anyway and you're going to go until you literally may pass out right i love that shit something about it i love it and i admit i love most of the benefits as well those carry a lot of the the motivation and inspiration as well i love looking good i love feeling good i love being able to function well ask me to do anything athletic and I can, you know, across the board, I'm going to be able to do more things than most people everywhere, anywhere better than them. Right. When it comes to, uh, some, some feat of performance. I love that. I love the pursuit of being an elite athlete. It is who I am. 
I coach clients on a daily basis, write workouts uh, for my career, talk with clients about fitness, nutrition, being healthier. It is everything about my life. And so, to the, po- to the point where Sundays, when I'm laying on the couch and it's my singular off day, it's the one off day I have all week where I absolutely do nothing, in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, uh, most of the time, I'm thinking, man, if it wasn't for my wife, who knows that this is my off day and like it's our day to spend together, and I've, I've uh, budgeted for this to be a day where I don't do anything, I'm still thinking about, man, I need to get down and I, I should really do 20 or 30 minutes of rowing. I should do a 20-minute bike workout today just to move the legs. I should go for an hour walk just to move, right? That's me. That's who I am. In my mind, usually it's never enough, even on the days where I crush. So to pull it back and forcibly make myself not do anything for six days, again, a little bit of biking in there, but not nearly enough to satisfy the itch. That is a really, really hard thing. It's incredibly hard. And I'm sure that everybody out there has something similar to that, something that you just love, something that is your identity. Maybe it's your career. I don't know. Another hobby that you have, it's everything. And to just manually, voluntarily pull back and say, hey, we're shutting it down. The ride is closed for the next seven days. That is extremely hard to deal with. The fears that come along with that, because I am so attached to, oh, I'm getting stronger, I'm building muscle, I'm losing fat, I'm getting shredded, I have six-pack abs, I have all these muscles, because I have all those thoughts. I'm a human just like you guys. I'm constantly judging my own body, body image issues. It's all, it's all there. It's not severe, but it's there like everybody is. And the fears that come along with that, especially because I'm in the pursuit of being an elite CrossFit athlete, trying to compete with pros, pro CrossFitters. The fear is automatically, well, if I don't take advantage, if I don't stick to my plan of five full days, an active recovery day on Thursday, I get one day off, right? That's it. The fear of going off that path, that structure is, okay, now any day that doesn't look like it's supposed to is taking me back. It's taking me a step back, two steps back, five steps back. I'm getting weaker. I'm losing muscle. I look more fluffy. My lungs don't work as well. I'm not as able to, I'm not able to go as hard on the bike or as hard as I could on the rower. I've lost a week of training. I'm detrained. I'm going to lose all my progress. I'm not going to be fit anymore. Those are the thoughts that go through my mind when I approach a situation like that. So it's really, really tough to do so. Um, so tough mentally over the last seven days, really, really, really easy physically. Really easy. That's the flip side of, of the normal where normally my body is, it's really, it goes through really, really, really tough days. And I still do the amount of recovery that I should and need to, to, to be able to handle it, keep going. 
mentally. And we do get to the other side mentally too, where I'm like, holy shit, this is a lot. But mentally, I'm satisfied. I'm happy because I get to be doing all my exercise and my working out. And by the way, this whole podcast or the last 10 minutes I've been talking about in in a vacuum is an extremely privileged problem to have. So just want to put that out there. So, you know, as time off would do, the back starts to feel better. The knees start to feel better. Not that the knees were really a problem, but they're always, you know, as much as I do squatting on them and all the weight and stuff, they creak a little bit, take a little bit to warm up. So the back has returned to what I would say is 85, 90%, maybe higher. The knees feel good. All of the muscles feel recovered. I don't look too different after a week. Although they're because of such the high level performance that I was maintaining before, there probably is a 5% drop off of look and performance or whatever you may, you want to call it. Um, when I go to lift weights finally, which by the way, I tore my hand on the muscle ups last week. I talked about that, I believe. And that was, um, almost a blessing in disguise because not being able to hold onto a dumbbell or a bar or put my hand on the ground for burpees, even for a few days, probably helped me not do anything. But when I go back to all those things, will I have lost strength? Probably not, right? Maybe five pounds, 10 pounds on my biggest stuff. If I was squatting 420 before, now I'm squatting 410. And yeah, that hurts because that takes a lot to build up. But also, the minute I get back into a routine here today, it's going to come back a little faster. I'm going to be able to get back to the point where I was a week ago, right? I didn't lose all my muscles. I didn't lose my cardio ability. In fact, a couple of the bike rides that I had were PRs as far as wattage and output and calories burned. And that's what you have. You have to remember that you have to prove yourself that even though you may know it's true, it's this, you have to flip it on its head and look at it the other way, knowing that if you were in a bad spot and you were extremely overweight and way out of routine and weren't eating correctly and all this stuff, and you started to do that for a week, all of a sudden you turned it around and went from bad to good for seven days. Would that change anything? Would seven days all of a sudden make you muscular and, and ripped and strong and healthy? No, seven days wouldn't do really anything. Wouldn't do shit. That's why a lot of people quit after seven days because they don't see anything. So there's no way on the flip side of things that seven days off where I was still active, standing, moving, walking around for the most part, getting a few bike rides in. There's no way that seven days off is going to do that to me either. But even someone like me, the guy who reassures his clients of all those things, the guy who knows how this stuff works, knows the principles, knows the timeframes in which you actually lose fitness, muscle strength, all the above. I still have to tell myself that because our mind is a powerful thing and it starts to fuck with you. So I learned a lot mentally, right? This doesn't mean that I'm going to plan on taking a week off every four to six weeks. I don't think that is a smart idea. 
But if we look at the physical side of things as well, you know, my body feels good. My body probably feels as good as it has in months, right? Probably since the, since after the quarterfinals uh, outside of my one little knee issue, um, overall, I probably feel about as good as I have in half a year because I've just simply taken time off. My muscles have had time to rest and recover. In fact, there's arguments and research out there um, to be made on the other side of the, of the fence that taking a week off like this completely is actually could be beneficial. You may fully allow your body to recover from lifting. You may actually add muscle. Your body f- might fully repair instead of beating it down twice a day and never allowing it to fully build itself back up. So I feel good. Mentally, it did a lot for me to reset and know that I can do this if I have to. Mentally, even though I love the grind, it probably is healthy to get away from that grind and focus on some other things. I've been able to focus on work a little bit more. I've been able to focus on time spent with my wife a little bit more. All those things are good. And it, it renews the energy, the juice that you have for when you come back. And let me, you know, uh, the fire is hot. It's burning. The motivation is ablaze right now. Trust me. So there's a lot of mental and physical benefits here. And finally, physically, it sort of shows you, hey, you have to take care of your body. And I know I've preached that. I did a whole fucking protocol episode on, hey, here's how I take care of my body. It wasn't enough. What I was doing was not enough. That protocol video and podcast, which is great, good information, um, those are going to have to be heightened a little bit. I'm going to have to do more stretching, more post-workout cool downs, more specific therapy work, pre-work on my low back and hips because of the beating that they're taking. I'm going to have to add to what I was doing. And it makes you aware of that. It shows you, hey, if you take time to, to rest and you take time off, your body will feel better. If you take time to stretch, you take time to do the inversion table more, things will feel better. Your body can handle it. But you got to a point where we couldn't do it. So you got to find a way to implement more of this while you are in the middle of a day-in, day-out routine so that you don't break down. So I've learned a lot of things. And in the end, I think the thumbnail of this video will say something like, you know, taking a step back to take more steps forward. That is true. If I wouldn't have taken a step back and I would have just continued to grind out workouts, push through the pain, all this dumb shit, even if I wouldn't have hurt myself, which trust me, I was on the, I was on the path to doing so because I've seen it too many times with other people. Even if I wouldn't have hurt myself, the training would not have been up to the potential output that I could be doing. I would have been training at 60, 70, 80% maybe if I got lucky. And just grinding out days at 70 or 80% of what you're capable of just to get through pain and so you don't have to take time off. But staying at 80% for how long, right? 
was was that ever going to fix itself? Probably not. So I'm just going to spend two, three, six months at 80%. Whereas if I just take a week off and go 0%, but I can come back and now be 100% for the next two, three months, what does that look like down the road? And that's hard to see in the in the present. That's hard to convince yourself of when every day seems like an opportunity to get better. But sometimes taking the step back, easing off the gas is what's necessary. So a good, uh, a good week of, of self-realization and learning and um, growth for me within my own training and uh, hopefully something that you guys can, I think this episode is speci- specifically relatable to, um, and this could be with anything that you're overdoing, anything. Sometimes you got to lay off the gas if you want the car to go faster in the long run, right? You got to let that engine cool down a little bit before you can get it hot again. And uh, that's about all I got. Snap podcast. Um, I realized that we went past 100 episodes and I wanted to do a whole, oh, this is 100 episodes. What if I learned podcasting? solo for a hundred episodes, basically two years worth of the snap podcast. Um, what have I, you know, how has it made me better at, at all these things? What have I gotten better at? What have I, what do I need to work on? Where could I be better still? Um, but I was pissed last week and that was episode hundred. And now I'm talking about last week and what I've learned. So that's at 101. So maybe 102 next week will be 100 episodes of podcasting, what I've learned, or something like that. Um, But we'll see. Until then, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Have a fantastic week, and we will talk next time.